If I seem a little distracted this morning, it's because I am. We've been having a little difficulty here, but all is well. And I'm going to be taking a um, question from um, Facebook from Matthias. Oh, how beautiful. I don't meet too many people with that name, Matthias. Uh, Mother, please pray for my financial struggles. I only need a few dollars but it just seems impossible to make it through to the next day. How can you deal with poverty in a Christian way? I sometimes feel I may need to use unsavory means to protect and care for my loved ones. Please help me through this. Did you ever see the film Les Miserables, Matthias? Um, that father, if you haven't seen Les Miserables, uh, it's French for the miserables. Um, I, I I urge you to see it. In fact, I think it's there's four different versions of it. But the first one, I can't think of the actor's name, I think was made in about 1937. It's my personal favorite. It's fantastic. But others are okay. The others are well done as well. Um, but it's just the case of a man who couldn't feed his family. And he stole a loaf of bread from a store and wound up in jail, I think, for 20 years and came out with nothing and no one. And he came out being a criminal. He wasn't a criminal when he went in. It's a magnificent, magnificent, beautiful, very Catholic film. Okay. Um, how can you deal with poverty in a Christian way? To begin with, Matthias, we are all bound to poverty. The evangelical councils of poverty, chastity, and obedience are for all of us, are for every single Christian. Um, Religious keep them in a more radical way, and we take vows to keep them, but everyone is to live uh, the vow of poverty. And poverty doesn't mean you do without, doesn't mean you starve. It means that you have only what you need. That's it. Uh, One Catholic a um, psychiatrist once um, uh, defined piet, uh, poverty by looking at animals, wild animals. He said they kill and they eat what they need, and that's it. They don't OD. You know, they don't have a, a side supply. They take what they need and they leave it. And he said that's really what poverty looks like. We have what we need, and we don't need excess. So right now, apparently, you don't even have what you need, but... God will allow poverty, uh, Matthias, to show us that we have nothing apart from him. Nothing, nothing apart from him. He may have allowed you to get to that point, so that we indeed have nothing apart from him. Um, Matthias says, I sometimes feel I may need to use unsavory means to protect and care for my loved ones. You should not have to do that. Um, that is not godly. Unsay- I don't know what you mean by unsavory means. No, you should not steal. Um, I don't know what else you're thinking of. But um, no, absolutely not. Matthias, God is the provider of every single thing. And he said, I will not, um, I will not see the righteous begging for food ever. So I don't know what level of poverty your family lives on. You may not be able to eat the things you want. I remember once, I'll tell you myself, when I was, 
uh, 19, I think, I had a dollar, no, I was 17, I had a dollar 50 to my name. Now I'm announcing this public, this story publicly for the first time. I had a dollar fifty to my name when I was seventeen. Prices were a little lower than they are now, but but the salaries were commensurate. So I know what I did. I had a dollar and a half, and I bought a container of milk and a box of cornflakes, and I had a bowl of cereal a day for the entire week until I had a salary. You see, we can make do often with what we have. We can live on bread and water. Your family can fast for a week. Um, you, I don't know what your job situation is. I don't know how old your children are, if they can go to work, um, uh, cleaning houses, mowing lawns. I don't know your situation. Um, but I do not believe if you are following God that... Um, you will need to use any unsavory way. Give God thanks for every single thing you have. Um, it's not impossible to make it through the next day. There's another story where I was down to a single penny, literally a penny, literally a penny, and I was at friend's house. I was a brand new Christian. I was ecstatic that I was a Christian, that I knew God, that I had a reason to live, and I had I was fired from my job. I had no money. I went over to a couple's house in my car. They invited me to dinner, and I went to dinner with them. And I had a penny left to my name, and I had to get home about a half-hour drive. And I knew the gas in my car was quite low. I wasn't sure I'd make it, and I had no money. And I only thanked God for what I had and knew that he was sovereign. And as I left the house... The husband and wife handed me a $20 bill. I said, what's that for? They said, somehow we we felt God wanted us to give it to you. And there I had enough gas to get home and plus. Um, Sometimes for us to truly depend on God, he brings us to the bottom. And Matthias, if you called in, maybe we would decide or discuss together what the bottom is. Um... And um, why you would think it's impossible to make it through the next day. So it might be a time for your family to have one meal a day and come together in prayer and fasting uh, to let God provide for you. That's, I don't know what else to, to tell you, beloved. Of course, if you can borrow money from friends or family or something, you can always do that. I would say that's the very last resort. The very last resort. Um, but call in if you can, and if you don't want to call in online, call me here at um, Daughters of Mary, Mother of Israel's Hope, so we could talk uh, directly. I invite you to do that. Um, we have an email from someone uh, anonymous. Mother, have you heard Um, that the Super Bowl rejected pro-life ad, but will be airing an ad that features drag queens. What are your thoughts on this? My thoughts are the same as yours. It's why you asked the question. It's abominable, of course. Of course, it it is simply a picture of the degradation of society and our state today. Yes, that's that's all it is. It is. It's a loud announcement that we are not interested in life, in anything of excuse me in anything godly we uh 
We are corrupt, and we want you to know it. And they're proud of it. That's the only conclusion to draw, that I can draw, rather, that I have drawn. We have an email from Tom. Hello, Mother. I was listening to you today discussing abstinence from meat on Friday. As far as the upper limit of 59 years that applies to only fasting during Lent, there is no age limit on abstinence during Lent. Oh, you know something? I didn't think of that. Uh, There is a reference to this at Catholic.com. It's Catholic Answers. Under the question, how should senior citizens observe fasting and abstinence during Lent? I do not think there ever was an age limit for abstinence on Friday. I hope this is helpful for your explanation. Does this sound like it's in keeping with your knowledge? Thanks for your help, Tom. What a beautiful and humble way to present what is really a correction to me, Tom. You're you're an absolute gem. Um, I didn't separate the two, and uh, that's really wonderful. I'm not even sure that I was well aware that there was no um, limit on abstinence during Lent. In other words, that abstinence from meat... Um, did not pertain to the fasting rules. So God bless you for that correction, Tom. Thank you so much. So again, as Tom has pointed out, the fasting has a limit. If you're uh, younger than 14 or older than 59, you're not required to fast, but you may. But abstinence from meat on Friday, especially during Lent, is no limit at all. You simply must abstain. And again, if for any reason you cannot, I don't know what it would be. It would, I, I think it would have to be severe uh, illness, uh, not because you're on the carnivore diet. No, 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 that's not an excuse. If for any reason um, you cannot have meat, uh, you must rather have meat. It, it, it would be for illness. It would be a serious physical condition. Then you would make another sacrifice. I appreciate that so much, Tom. Thank you. We have an email from someone who writes in anonymously and says, Dear Mother Miriam, do you strongly recommend having to do a co-op homeschooling? Having to do a co-op homeschooling. I am just now beginning to get all my homeschooling material and resources for my toddler. However, I've met with a few families that homeschool They all meet up once a week to pray the rosary with the children at a park. So far, it sounds absolutely beautiful. Although this sounds nice, (laughs) I better read on. Although this sounds nice, my experience was anything but nice. Oh, dear. All the parents and children were dressed immodestly, and when they all prayed the rosary, they were not very focused and were being a bad example to my son. Well, it's another matter. I stopped attending because I do not want my son to copy other children and get the wrong impression of what I am teaching him at home. Am I being too strict or judgmental? I haven't finished your email, but you're not being too strict or judgmental. We need to protect our children. If homeschooling parents show up at the park dressed immodestly, it's not Catholic. If they're distracted during the rosary and... um, uh, not focused and all of that it it, it's it doesn't sound like a catholic homeschooling group to me at all so no i would not bring my child to that group either if there's a a beautiful traditional modest 
um, authentic Catholic uh, group of families, I think it would be a very good thing for you to be a part of. And she goes on to say, I understand that children have a harder time sitting still, but I practice very much with my child at home and how we act in church and when we pray that. You should. You're doing a fantastic job. I do not let him slouch or play or move much. I will take any advice you have for me, because as of right now, I have not met any other parents who care for how their children behave in Mass or when praying. Well, you should come to my parish and see a parish, beloved, filled, filled with little toddlers, and they don't scream. They may squirm once in a while, but they are silent and they are respectful. We'll be right back after this break, beloved, and finish this email. LifeSite News is an international news agency devoted to defending life and family and restoring Christian culture. We aim to educate and activate our readers with the information they need to fight the most crucial battles of our day in their churches, workplaces, and families. Our motto is Caritas in Veritate, love in truth. We firmly believe that promoting the truth is an act of love, however hard it is to hear. Over the last 20 years, we have built a reputation for uncompromising reporting, no matter the cost. LifeSite News is by far the most popular pro-life website on the Internet, with over 40 million unique users every year and growing. Check us out at LifeSiteNews.com. Users of iCatholic Radio are leaving inspiring reviews in the iTunes and Google Play stores. Margie says, My go-to app. I love this channel. I can listen while busy around the house or driving in the car. I love the variety of programs. Keep up the good work. Michaela from New Zealand says, I love this app. I have it on Bluetooth in my car radio and listen to it all day, every day, and am encouraged in my Catholic faith. I would recommend this to the world, whether Christian or not, because it speaks to all people to become better people. I am now a huge follower of the American Catholic way of life because it's very similar to the way I was brought up in Fiji. The priests on the station are very straightforward, but are very understanding toward the audience at the same time. Love it, love it, love it. If you haven't reviewed iCatholic Radio yet, we'd love to hear from you. Visit our page at the iTunes or Google Play Store. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. It's our last section, and you're welcome to call in with anything at all on your heart. If you wish, the toll-free number, 1-877-511-5483. And we are going, and again, you can always email at Mother at the Station of the Cross or text at the toll-free number. We're going to complete 
um, an email from a young mother who is homeschooling her toddler and tried meeting with a homeschooling group who meet once a week in a park and pray the rosary. It sounds very wonderful, but she says in her email that the women are dressed immodestly and they they don't focus during the rosary and... um, it's a bad example for her son. I agree. I wouldn't bring my, my child to that group either. Um, and she concludes by saying, I understand that children have a harder time sitting still, but I practice very much with my child at home and how we act in church when we pray. Every parent should do that. I do not let him slouch or play or move much. I will take any advice you have for me because as of right now, I have not met with any other parents who care for how their children behave in Mass or when praying. Well, there are other parents. You just haven't met them. And I mentioned before the break, if you come to my parish filled with toddlers, you will see a difference. We were raised differently. We we, we wouldn't have uh, slouched or in the synagogue or talked or made noise or moved around. We sat absolutely still. And... Um, and we felt it was uh, a privilege to be there. And we knew we couldn't dishonor our parents or God. And she goes on to say, um, which does not make me want to do any form of co-op. You don't need to, because I don't want other children influencing mine. Well, you don't want other children who are not raised properly to influence yours. That I understand. I don't believe that just because you homeschool your children that this automatically means those children are well-behaved or not of the world. You're right. I've met many homeschool children who dress like and watch the same things that public school children watch. I think parents should be cautious about who they allow their children to be around, whether it be homeschooling parents or children. Thank you and God bless, Anonymous. You're 100% right, 100% right. At least I agree with you, 100%. And again, um, I don't know if you attend a Latin Mass parish, but it's more likely that all those things would not be the case if you did. We have a question from Anthony in Armagh, Ireland. Oh, hi, Anthony. Um, Armagh, isn't that St. Patrick's Church? I've been there. How wonderful to hear from you from Ireland. And Anthony says, Hi, Mother Miriam. Love your podcast. Thanks, Anthony. I'm troubled about Saturday night vigil mass. Does that exempt me from Sunday mass? If so, why? Excuse my writing as I'm very new at this. I'm very glad you wrote, Anthony. And apparently you do go to a a Novus Auto church because the Latin mass does not have Saturday night vigils. The Saturday night vigil... um, uh, it it doesn't exempt you from Sunday Mass. It is Sunday Mass. What the church has done is follow the Jewish uh, counting of the day. In in in, um, in Israel, the day begins at sundown. It's a 24-hour day like ours, but it doesn't begin at midnight. It begins at sundown. So anytime after 4 p.m., 4 or 5 p.m. normally. Uh, in the summer, it could be at 6 or 7 p.m., Um, but it's sundown, and that begins Sunday. So the Catholic Church, in order to uh, enable um, people who have to work on Sunday and have no choice to be able to attend Mass, they began the vigil, which is Sunday Mass, 
beginning the evening before, which would be Saturday night. And for those, it was an exception for those who could not for any reason attend on Sunday, one time or on a regular basis. Um, so it is the Sunday Mass, Anthony. Um, it doesn't exempt you. It is the Sunday Mass, and you have fulfilled that. Um, and I, I hope that explains why the tragedy is that people counted as one of four, three, two Masses on Sunday, and they go Saturday night. They choose that instead of Sunday. That's not the intent. We should go to church on Sunday. Again, Saturday night is a legitimate Mass for Sunday, but it really was meant for an exception, not for the norm. But what you find is many churches have filled on Sunday morning, but the vigils packed on Saturday night. Uh, it shouldn't be the case, but but it's... It, it's, it, it has become so. So, Anthony, if you go Saturday night, you are at a Sunday Mass. God bless you, dear one. Say hi to everybody in Ireland for me. We have a question from Facebook from Vicki. Um, and Vicki writes, Good morning, Mother. The Alpha program, with the blessing of our bishop, has been introduced into our church. I have begged our pastor to not allow this, but it appears to be going strong, even to the detriment of our Catholic Way Bible study, uh, whose numbers have decreased. Are you in favor of using the Alpha program at a Catholic church? No, and I'm not favor in favor of any Catholic using Alpha program in any venue, a school or home. No, absolutely not. I know there are bishops who have approved it, I don't know if they've actually gone through it themselves or if they've approved it based on a, um, uh, someone else in the diocese or a committee that's looked into it. Uh, Cardinal Burke has condemned it and has forbidden any one of his Marian catechists to use it. It is Protestant. It came from the Episcopal, per- Episcopal Church, and I know there's addition, an addition that's marked Alpha for Catholics, but um, it's not Catholic. It does not speak of the one true church, of Mary, of the sacraments, of the Eucharist, of, and again, the difference between Catholicism and Protestantism, which Alpha is, um, is not merely um, doctrinal, but it's a way of seeing. And it will make people Protestant. I know entire dioceses that use it that doesn't make it good or right. I grieve that it's used. I think it's, um, I think it's wrong. I think it's probably. I can even go as far to say, um, in, in some cases, lazy on the part of those who bring it to the diocese because they want something and they haven't gone through it and they haven't searched out other good Catholic programs, which there are many other good Catholic programs and Bible studies other than Alpha. And so Alpha, the Protestant group who wrote that, has really infiltrated the Catholic Church with Protestant doctrine. And I, I've met people who, who are Protestant already in their thinking, and they study Alpha, and they say, but it's a good, they, I know it's not Catholic, but it's a good Bible study, and we have good fellowship, and I'm getting into the scriptures for the first time. Well, that's... Those are good things, but they need to be done in a Catholic way because the mindset of these Catholics is becoming Protestant. I've witnessed it. I've had those conversations. So, beloved, um, 
let me see now. Um, I don't see anything else here for you. Um, let me just, we have just a few minutes left. Um, well, I think that's also our break. Hold on, that's our break music. I was going to start a new little subject with you, but there's the music for our break. So, um, that's today's show. It's a bit a little choppy today, and I've been a little distracted because we've had some distractions, so I apologize to you, beloved. Um, but don't ever fear calling in, no matter what's on your heart. If I cannot get the answer, if I don't have it, I will get it for you. Um, and also, I, I, do, I don't invite very many people to call me uh, or to email directly um, to uh, our Priory because I, I can't answer them. There's not enough time. But Matthias, if you're still listening, my brother, I invite you to call or email with your phone number. I don't mind calling you. God bless you all, and we'll see you in the morning.